Hi guys, and welcome to the Box Office Club, your hub for all things movie news, reviews, numbers, and updates. We're your hosts, I'm Emily. And I'm Kate, and today we'll be talking about the Box Office Breakdown for this past weekend, February 17th to the 19th. So do you guys want to hear a funny story? <laughs> the funniest. That's so funny. Hilarious. Um, so Emily and I are here sitting in my home library slash recording studio slash office slash closet. It's a weird room. <laughs> um, and we've been here a little over an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we recorded what we thought was going to be the best episode ever. Minimal edits fantastic we were on par we had it down um and then when we went to record realized that the mics weren't connected to the the uh computer Mm -hmm. so the entire 53 minutes that we had thought was recording did not record so we're back (laughs) round two um and we just thought we would fill you guys in on you know the fun mishaps behind the scenes because we're we're authentic and we're trying to let you know that we're still new and we're still (laughs) trying and also if we sound a little weird and talking to each other it's because we already had this conversation before so we're, (laughs) we're doing fantastic But we're going to do our best because you guys, despite our dumbness and our inability to make sure the mic is on, (laughs) you deserve this information. You do. You deserve to hear how great of an episode this was. And we're going to try our best. We're going to try so hard. Welcome to the box office club. (laughs) Where this is what we do. (laughs) So this week... Take two. We will be covering the three-day weekend numbers as they had come in today. We are not covering the four-day weekend, including today, which is President's Day, the day that we are recording this, um, just because we want to try and be on as a consistent schedule as we can Mm -hmm. to make sure that you guys know when we're up and know when to listen to us. So there's no way that we could wait for those President's Day numbers. So we are covering Mm -hmm. the three-day numbers, so know that... All the numbers that we talk about could probably see a pretty nice boost after the holiday today. Um, But before we get into all the numbers, we're going to go to our new segment that we started last week, which is our meter ratings, where we like to talk about new movies that came out this week and how audiences are reacting. All right. So using our Rotten Tomato and CinemaScore updates, uh, first up, we've got our wide releases. So number one... Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, the newest addition to the MCU filmography, has gotten quite mixed reviews since its release. Um, critics have uh, quite splatted this movie with a score of 47%. Pretty sure did. <laughs> um, but the people have spoken, and they have heavily disagreed, um, with getting a score of 84%, which I think... Um, Going off of our straight from the seat review that we did about it, that's about where we land. So yeah, and you can listen to that on 
all of the streaming services. All the streaming services that we're up on, yeah. which is like basically all of them. Basically. So uh, we uploaded that on Saturday, Sunday. So go backtrack it, give it a listen. Um, and yeah, I think we do favor with where the audience lands mm-hmm. on this Definitely. movie. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so it was given a B on Cinema Score, which is the lowest of all the Ant Man scores, but by all means, not bad. Not bad at all. And um, I talked about this briefly with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I don't think that's fair. Yes. Um, because the other movies, the original Ant Man, it got an A, mm-hmm. and then Ant Man and the Wasp got an A minus. So this got a B. So they have been slowly falling down. Mm-hmm. But as someone who does not remember <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. I feel like they should be swapped. Yes. And as someone who has recently rewatched Ant-Man and the Wasp, but did not remember a lot of it from the first time I saw it, like in theaters, to the rewatch, um, I think I can agree. Like, okay, th- that they should be maybe swapped or even just th- similar. A minus for this one, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, that's fair. It doesn't yeah. that Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't need to be downgraded Mm -hmm. because I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't make the rules. But, um, no, I think people are being too hard on the MCU. Um, They have a lot of rebuilding to do, you know, after everything that happened with Endgame. It's like me when I'm talking about my favorite hockey teams. (laughs) Every time they continue to lose over and over, and I'm like, it's a rebuilding season, it's a rebuilding season, it's a rebuilding season. Please don't get mad. Can you watch the net? It's a rebuilding season, it's a rebuilding season. Um, This is very much like that, though. Yeah, this is how it is with the MCU right now. So Mm -hmm. I will give you the same um, talk that my husband has to give me every time I want to scream at the Blackhawks to uh, get their shit together. Um... (laughs) It's a rebuilding season. Give them time. Yes. The end goal is going to be worth you not throwing your phone through the TV. Please <laughs> and thank you. And, and I think that goes to um, the fact that this is the first movie in phase five. So yes. we've gotten um, the first four phases out of the way. We got rid of you know the last big bad. So now we're focusing on something new with the multiverse, with the quantum mm-hmm. realm. Um, so it's it's a building block. It's a stepping stone to, yeah. to more movies because one of the things that I thought was great with Endgame was when they brought in everyone yeah like it was most everyone had gotten their own individual movies and now we see them all come together so Mm -hmm. now this is just the next literal phase in that literal yes (laughs) and we have to get people for them to have that bring everything because we lost so many people Mm -hmm. in endgame for so many different reasons Mm -hmm. and you need and like thanos wasn't brought in the picture right away. No, he the was definitely Stones were not. Yeah. Throughout most of it. And unless you knew, like, the comic books and knew it was coming, you're like, oh my gosh, like, what yeah. is this? So they need to do that with the new phase. Bring mm-hmm. in the new characters. Let the audiences get to know them to know why they're rooting for them against mm-hmm. the big bad. Who they are, what they can do, what they could bring to this. And then bring in the big bad. Yeah. And bring in what that means. Yeah. And tease what all of they could bring or could entail and with the multiversal storyline mm-hmm. and the variants you know there's there's a lot to unpack there yeah give them time yeah i think that wraps that up pretty nicely 
um, a movie <laughs> that people <laughs> did <laughs> agree on this weekend was the new semi-wide release, about 2,000 theaters, um, is the movie Marlowe. It stars Liam Neeson, his newest movie, the murder thriller set in the 1930s Bay City. Um, and the consensus thus far was that it was not great. <laughs> there is no cinema score, which means they did not care to send people out to the theater to figure out what people have to say about this. <laughs> um, so we really just have to go off Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd reviews. And both the audience and the critics have given it a splat. Audience gave it a 39, which is not nice. Ooh. And critics gave it lower than that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Maybe Liam Neeson needs to take a break. Yes. Um, Because, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but, like, um, I can't remember the last Liam Neeson movie I saw in theaters. Like, I think his last movie in theaters was called Memory. Mm. And you don't remember. (laughs) So that's not great. Not great. So, yeah, he he might be, you know, it's, he's one of those actors that, yeah, like, pumps out, like, a movie every single year, and it's like... Let us miss you. Let us want you back on that Mm -hmm. screen. Yeah. I could care less right now. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of his movies do have like that same tone too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, a few of them. You know, it's like wait, it's Liam Neeson on a train. It's Liam Neeson on a plane. It's Liam Neeson in a car. You know, like <laughs> transportation with him. Um, and I get, and I get that this one's a different. It's a murder thriller set in the 1930s. It is different, but it's kind still of. Liam Neeson. Yeah. It, yes. You know. Yeah. And sometimes you need those fresh faces, not saying like younger or anything, just different faces that you're not seeing in theaters. Yeah. But if this is what you like, if this is your niche, if Liam Neeson is your man (laughs) and you love him on trains, planes, and automobiles, (laughs) then go see it. Yeah. And if that's not really your thing, but you've missed all 800 of his last movies and and it's fresh to you, Mm -hmm. go see it. If it's not fresh and you want to know why people are giving it a 39 and you're just a curious cat, Mm -hmm. go see it. Make your own opinion. That's what we do. Oh yeah, absolutely. We go see movies all the time that we know aren't going to be good. (laughs) That have really, really low critic scores and, you know. And like we said, we don't give you these ratings to deter you no we use it as a metrics to give context when there are no numbers or to help understand the numbers better yeah so knowing these will help predict the future it might defy the future Uh we just want to give as much context to the data that we have but yes emily you did allude (laughs) to (laughs) some low scores very low scores um yeah to our next one that again is another um like we just you know we won't listen to either the critics or the audience we'll we'll give our own opinions but this one this next one um in our limited releases that we did go see that we did go see um winnie the pooh blood and honey Mm -hmm. that we thought was going to be really really limited release as in one day only so we went and we traveled to our nearest regal which is an hour away um yeah, so this this movie's been making quite the wave uh, since coming out and has even gotten, uh, you know, as we said, a review from us. So go check that out, our Straight From The Seat review, which was four days late. And uh, we get that very, we give it to you very passionately. We make up for those four days that we yes, cannot we talk do. to each other about mm-hmm. it. Um, explicit rating warning. <laughs> yes. 
Sorry. <laughs> there was just a lot. There was a lot with that it. we had to say. Yeah. And when you hear the scores for this, you might understand yeah. why you're so passionate. And if you don't understand, let me also put this into context with you. We paid $15 a ticket to see this movie. And that's not including concessions and everything. So and like, gas to and go gas. see it. So To be tricked to find out it wasn't even one day only. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we still would have had to travel to go see it anyway. That's true. So... Um, with that, we are going to spoil a bit, of course. Our reactions are very similar to what everyone else is now teaming. One of, if not the worst horror movie of all time. Critics have given this movie a rating uh, 6%. I genuinely didn't know ratings could go that low. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, I'm very curious of uh, what is actually the lowest out there and if that is this one. Because I usually don't. Um, agree with critics on their scores, but with this one, I will concur. There was an article when I was looking at the data for this. Mm-hmm. In the title of the article, it was it was a picture of Winnie the Pooh and Honey, and it said, "Worst horror movie of all time." Oh, brother! <laughs> Genius. And I cackled, <laughs> and then I saw the score, and I was like, "Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it makes sense." Um, now, the public were a bit more generous, and they gave it a 53%. Too nice. Way too nice. Um, but, I mean, if you're kind of grading, like, an experience level... Yeah. That, I think, would bump up my score a little bit. As a movie, no. Yeah. No, absolutely not. But, um, being that um, mini-spoiler from our Straight From The Seat review that we came up with a drinking game for it... Yeah. That might bump up my uh, experience score, though. Yeah, no, and <laughs> hearing some of the people, what they had to say, it was pretty packed. Because, oh, you know, yeah. people thought it was one night only. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were there, and... Um, I mean... I'm still gonna go see the sequel and like that's the worst part about this i yeah. have i have no regrets no going nope. to see it my wallet's a little annoying with me <laughs> just because it's like was it really worth it because it wasn't <laughs> um but i'd do it i if i had it if i knew what it was gonna be and i i i, I still would have gone mm-hmm. yeah um and i'm still gonna see the second one yeah with it's what uh, reported four times the budget of the original, which was yes. under a hundred thousand dollars. That's how much they have for the sequel. Um, yeah, insane. And yeah, and it. So here's the numbers about how much it made. So it did happen to open into the twelfth spot this weekend, and it's uh, opened with one point five million dollars domestically. So it's. <laughs> It made money. It made money. Um, so that was just domestically, and then internationally, $2.5 million. So, yeah, with everything about it, um, just... <laughs> if you're a curious cat, go listen to our yes. story from the sea, because we talked about that for a long time. Yes. <clears throat> um, and I think it's I think it's worth a listen. Absolutely. Um, is it worth a watch? Probably not, but it's worth a <laughs> listen. It's worth a listen. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. So let's talk about a movie we have not seen, but we do want to see. We found out about it very recently, mm-hmm. and it's called Emily. What? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Emily imagines Emily Bronte's own gothic story that inspired her seminal novel, Wuthering Heights. It is critically fresh at 91%, with the audience also favoring the movie with a solid 71%. So that's pretty close for critics and audience. So that that I like it when those kind of agree, because then I know like it's 
generally probably going to be a pretty good movie if they both agree on them. Yeah, and it's worth the time. Yeah. So, and it's right up my alley. With, it is so right up your alley, and it's literally named after you. So, I'm going to have to give it a watch. You're going to have to. I have to with these black nails I got right now. So Your little, your little gothic vibes over there. <laughs> yes. But I don't think that's the only movie that people agreed on on no. our list today. Yes. So another one also limited uh, this weekend was Of an Age, which is set in the summer of 1999 as a 17-year-old Serbian-born Australian amateur ballroom dancer experienced an unexpected and intense 24-hour romance with a friend's older brother. I said it once. I'll say it again. <laughs> Please cue Victoria Justice, best, best friend's brother. <laughs> It's the one for me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you Thank for you. sharing that with us. You're welcome. Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, like you said, critics and audience both agree on this movie um, almost unanimously at 90% and 89% respectively. So, that's amazing. I mean, that's high up there, and they agree. Yeah. I I need to go see it. It sounds good. I I I want to know why was it only 24 hours? Yeah. That's all I need to know to get my butt in the seat. Yeah. I will go see it. Oh, it sounds tragic. Um, but also, summer in 99, 17 years old. Like, it's literally called Of an Age. Like, what a coming-of-age story. Yes. It sounds... It's like you wrote the title for that. Emily and Of an Age? Oh, my God. What are you doing? <laughs> They're just on point with this. They are. It's amazing. Do we want to keep talking tragic? Uh, I think we can move on, yeah. Oh. To something even... More tragic? More tragic. Yeah. <laughs> the tragic thing is, is that none big movies came to streaming this weekend. Um, hmm. Probably because, you know, it's President's Day. People are out and about doing stuff. And Ant-Man and the Wasp was in theater, so they probably mm-hmm. didn't expect people to want to stay home. But Netflix still dropped something. Mm-hmm. I would classify it tragic. <laughs> It's fantastic, but it's tragic. And that is You, Season 4, which came out at some point this week. I don't know the exact date. I just, my timeline was flooded <laughs> with memes about You. And I was like, oh, it's back. I should probably catch up. Um, and it, it debuted at number one with over 92 million hours viewed. That is insane. Yep. That's so many hours. So many. <laughs> um, I have only seen Season 1 lame i know <laughs> um but as i have been re-watching marvel that's taken up a lot of time um but it's definitely something that um i've seen you know anytime i see it anywhere on social media i'm like let me just scroll past it let me look at pen badgley for a minute and then let me scroll past that um so i, I don't think anything's been spoiled for me so it's definitely something that i would yeah wanna it watch. helps that you literally never go on social media it really does um, no spoilers for me really you need to but i will say it's worth worth taking the time for gotcha all right i will make the time for it then awesome all right so now going to the top 10 numbers from this weekend um so we sadly have no predictions from the two of us um we had to cancel our preview episode due to some some pesky cold that's going around Mm, i wonder who got that i don't know um it was me i'm the problem um (laughs) so there's no competition between us um just some good old-fashioned breakdown and reactions um but don't worry we will be here later this week making some more predictions and i'm excited for that 
cocaine bear. So excited. Get to talk about what that's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of what, what is it gonna upset? Let's see. How high is it gonna go? <laughs> I'll leave. Sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god, I love these puns. Okay, so for our domestic top ten, we're gonna go from ten to one again. Uh, we really liked that last time. A lot of you know that we talk about the top five a little bit more. So mm-hmm. it's good to end with those. Yeah. Um, so off the bat, we are going to have some discrepancies with our data um, as the two sources that we use are contradicting each other due to the, mo- the movie Marlowe. Thanks a lot, Liam Neeson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's represented on one of the sites and not on the other. So we will be getting the findings that include Marlowe. Um, as we do know that it's been out this weekend, but we don't know the final numbers yet, and it won't be confirmed until a little bit after the holiday weekend. Um, but... But we'll see. So just note that there is an asterisk for the numbers 7 through 11 as they can either move up or down one spot after the final confirmation. Yeah. So up first in either 10th or 11th place is Megan. So holding strong after seven weeks in release with a total of $1.3 million. Because social media. Yeah. At it again. Yeah. Little creepy girl dance. Oof. Give it to some TikTokers to run wild with, and, uh, and they will. You see a nice ninety-three million dollars domestically. Ooh, damn, that's so much. Oof, creepy. <laughs> um, next up uh, in tenth place is a man called Otto with our man Tom Hanks mm-hmm. uh, with one point six million dollars this weekend. A movie we still have not seen. No, but I I want to see it, but I think I want to. I don't know. I, I usually go back and forth with this of because it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. Do I watch the movie first and then read the book or do I read the book and then watch the movie? Yeah, you know, I I go back and forth on that too. I actually think that based on how I've done it, I like to watch the movie and then read the book, mm-hmm. which is kind of like not great because then I kind of lose motivation to read the book. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've a lot of times have read the book and then watched the movie and I could only pick out everything they changed or did wrong. Yes. But then when I went to go see Where the Crawdads Sing, I was only halfway through the book Mm. when I went to go see it. Um, But I was with people who really wanted to go see it and I was not going to finish it in time. So I went to go Mm -hmm. see the movie and then I went and I finished the book after and like there yes there was some changes but i i actually kind of liked how the movie did it more okay yeah i've definitely done it both ways where it's i've read the book and then watched the movie and then of course pick it apart and be like oh my god they, yeah. you know they pick, they picked the wrong actor for this and they left this out and that was such a big point and then i've definitely gone and watched the movie and then read the book yeah and i think the book fills in some holes that might be there yeah and it's a little bit more enjoyable but i like that you started the book watched the movie and then finished the book yeah that might be that might be the key i really liked it i really liked how that worked out and i think something we should incorporate on this show when more book adaptations come into play is maybe we do a comparison episode Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i think that'd be really fun yeah because we're both huge book nerds mm-hmm. huge movie nerds obviously mm-hmm. um so that might be a good way to bring both of our favorite hobbies together yeah i think that i think it'll be really fun and there's some adaptations coming up behind mm-hmm. 
very excited for. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe maybe that's a segment that we a special edition episode. I think that, that would we be pull out a great idea. So stay tuned. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Next up is missing, continuing to do better than expected, and it took ninth place with one point seven five million dollars. Love it. I love that this movie is doing good. You know, I listen to a lot of people that are in the industry that have been there for a long time, and they had so low expectations on it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think they, they set the bar a little too low, and it just keeps doing good. They didn't even think it would... Some some people, some... Oh, God. A lot of people, actually, really didn't think it was going to open well or in the top five. Some people didn't even think it'd make it to the top ten. Mm. And it's been it's been doing good. You know, it's not Megan good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not have that type of social media falling behind it. But it's doing really good. Mm-hmm. I love an, und- an underdog story. That's, yeah. That's good for that. Um, you go missing. Yes. Don't go missing. But <laughs> <laughs> go see missing. There you go. <laughs> I, I, it's still definitely on my list to watch. <clears throat> All right. Um, Marlowe is estimated to be in eighth place um, with an opening weekend of $1.8 million in 2,281 theaters. So we're going to see where it lands, but that's where it's estimated to be. Yeah. And hopefully <clears throat> we'll have more on that maybe in our preview. Mm-hmm. But it's there, you know, semi-wide, doing doing decent. Eighth place isn't bad for a movie in that low of theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, with a movie that had, like, no marketing. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll see where it goes. And in seventh place, not letting go of the top mm-hmm. ten just yet, in case you missed that, not letting go. Here we go. It's Titanic, the 25th anniversary. Um, it made another $2.4 million in its second weekend of re-release. Thank you so much for reading my pun. Of course. It really made me so happy. <laughs> of course. It's for, you know, a fantastic movie and yeah, I fantastic agree. pun. And it's just going to keep ranking up money. James oh, yeah. Cameron is just going to keep ranking in money. Yep. Raking in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the word for it. Yeah. They're making money. They don't care about they, semantics. They absolutely are making money. This is, that's crazy. Um, I'm excited that it's still in the top 10. I wonder how much longer it's going to like be out for. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how long these re-releases usually stay floating around. We've got uh, 80 for Brady, still going strong, only a 30% drop in its third weekend. Um, it made $3.75 million domestically, giving it sixth place. So way to go, 80 for Brady. You know, it's another another good example of good marketing, you know? Absolutely. It came out on a good time. It has a good cast. Football's over. People need their fix, you know? We're not the biggest fans of them them as the 
Patriots. Patriots. And not, the, not the actresses. I love the actresses. Not. Love them. Um, and I'm really torn because I really want to see it because they're in it, but I'm having mm-hmm. a mental dilemma. I know, right? It's really hard. But good for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever gets people to the theaters, at the end of the day, that's what's important. Absolutely. But people are going to the theaters <laughs> because... Our movie that we've been hoping would pick up some momentum, you know, people would look past some of the reviews and go see for themselves. Mm-hmm. Knock at the Cabin took fifth place Ooh. with $3.97 million in its third weekend, and I'm very proud of it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, I like that. I wonder if it's like a like a word of mouth if people are like, you know, take another look. At, you know, it's not just an M. Night Shyamalan it's not a flop like it's not old it's still going it's not old <laughs> um it's i like that it's it's still up there yeah it's fantastic i'm proud of it and um you know the top five i will say has a lot to be proud of mm-hmm. i think everyone that i'm about to list on has made some great accomplishments yeah the next one being a huge accomplishment puss in boots the last wish fourth place five percent drop wow in its ninth weekend that's incredible it's it it is it made 5.3 million dollars domestically this weekend puts it at a nice 116 million dollars total domestically and 423 million dollars worldwide in about nine to ten weeks because it was a midweek release mm-hmm. that's insane wow and i haven't seen any of the Puss in boots movies and this is this really makes me want to go watch that one, but I gotta watch the other ones to. I want to see. <laughs> it just they always come out at the worst time, mm-hmm. and I never get to go see them. And then everything else comes out, and I want to be on top of the new mm-hmm. stuff. And then the old stuff falls through the cracks. And it's not that old; it's only nine, ten weeks old. But mm-hmm. like, it's doing so good, and it makes me so happy that people are bringing their kids out to the movies to go see this. Absolutely, only a five percent drop. And, it, and it's been out for nine or ten weeks. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. And then a movie that got a little boost, Magic Mike's Last Dance, did get the much-needed theater expansion that we were hoping it would, that we mm-hmm. talked about here, saying it needs, saying that Warner Bros. needs to put more faith into Magic Mike and Channing Tatum and Selma Hynek-Peel. I, however you pronounce her last name, I apologize. Um, and then, most importantly, Channing Tatum's abs. Like, Where's the faith in that? They take a cut, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it did get an additional 1,500 theaters added, um, which put it in third place with 5.4 million. And it sits at a little over 18 million right now in its second week. Definitely got a boost throughout the week with Valentine's. I don't Definitely. know if it got its theaters added by then to make the cut for that, but it did this weekend. And people, people want to see it, and people mm-hmm. are going to see it. And I'm... I'm glad that they're putting some faith behind this project again. Yeah. And it actually got added to our local theater. So I'm super excited for that. So it's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Um, another movie with another amazing drop. We've talked about it once. We've talked about it a million times. <laughs> Avatar, The Way of the Water is still blazing through this, bo- <laughs> this box office right now. And it is... Um, sitting at second place with 6.45 million dollars this weekend in its 10th week of of release and you know we talked about how we weren't sure how the rest of this week was gonna go Mm -hmm. we had an inkling of what number one would be (laughs) 
our, our only prediction. Our, our only prediction. And um, we wanted to see how the rest of this go. I would have had my money on that. It would have gotten kicked down a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, because it was the big blockbuster and it hasn't had a big project, you know, there to to fight it. And mm-hmm. it's it held and it stayed yeah. and I'm I'm proud of it. That's awesome. I haven't even seen it and I'm proud of oh, it. I, I have seen it. It's incredible. You I know. do need to still see it and that's awesome. James Cameron <laughs> probably has to be one of the richest men alive. Seriously. Like I don't even know. Probably like the richest director, right? I don't know, maybe Steven Spielberg. Mm, true. That's a good question. If anyone knows, let us know. Yeah. Right probably go, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> and then as we as we alluded to uh, the very not shocking <laughs> number one spot, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, did take first place. Wow. Wow. No, never would have guessed. No, we, we got that wrong. <laughs> I definitely thought Marlo was going to be number one. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Sarcasm aside, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, number one. Uh, $105 million domestically this weekend. Uh, falls right about where it was anticipated for the three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, people have it predicted to fall for 115 for the four-day. So let's see if it can do that. I hope it does. Yeah. I want people to have faith in this. I want people to be excited for Phase 5. I want people to remember it's a rebuilding season. It's a rebuilding mm-hmm. season. It's a rebuilding season. Yes. <laughs> um, and currently it is sitting at $359 million worldwide in its first three days of release. Wow. Yeah, again, not surprising. No. Because we had predicted that it was going to be number one. And I think I was going to say it was going to be about $100, $100 million. $100? <laughs> you know, it's at least $100. Um, no, no. <laughs> at least. Um, around $50. $50. I was going to say that it was going to be probably about $100 million. Um, so that's that's amazing. Uh, we're going to give it to us. Give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. You got it, Em. I'm, I'm trying to make, you know, I gotta, I've got to. I got to be better at predictions. So You're new. <laughs> You're both new. Yes. You know, and we're, we're getting there. We're trying our best. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so new we forget to plug our recorder in. So <laughs> that's just where we're at. And we're doing great. And we are still here and talking about this. Yeah. And I'm excited to be talking about it, especially... Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Lost because this is going to be a story that we're going to continue to follow because as a lot of great people in this industry say the the story of a movie is not written in its first weekend mm-hmm. it's written over multiple weekends throughout the box office mm-hmm. and and that's what we're going to be following yeah. and I'm very excited to see how it goes grows falls whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever it does and use it as a metric against other movies in phase five and beyond because this is really it's the setting stone for this next chapter of the mcu yeah absolutely i'm excited for that um and i'm excited for our next episode which is where we're going to be doing predictions because now we've got two weeks of numbers and seeing where things are moving and so i'm excited for our next episode where you gearing up yeah i am I'm getting that confidence again. I'm so excited <laughs> for you. I think you're going to kill it. I'm, I don't know. We're going to see. We'll Cocaine see. Bear versus Jesus Revolution. Ooh, what a matchup. Heavy hitters there. <laughs> so, 
do you have any other thoughts about this week's box office breakdown um not really you know i i will say like even though we didn't do our predictions i think that you know the top five is probably about where we would have put everything um maybe switch some numbers around but it's solid top five and um even the ones that are holding in the in the just the top 10 not not the top five um it's it's crazy so like i said i'm excited to see where our predictions are gonna go i think i think it's gonna be fun and i think we're gonna be in store for a really a really fun time Mm -hmm. here both on our end making the predictions listening to it giving it to you guys and for you guys hopefully it's fun Mm -hmm. for you guys to be here and listen to us because this is really a fun way to connect everybody yeah to you know pop culture and what's what's going on at your theaters yeah so excited well you know what I, I think we did it i think we did well if that's the case that's all from us remember to become a box office club member to like subscribe review and reach out to us at the box office club pod at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear from you guys Yep. And uh, stay safe. Support your local theaters. Tell us your thoughts on this week's box office stories. And we will see you next time with another segment of The Box Office Club. Club.